And I'm Ms. NJ, and welcome to Music 101. Music 101 is created to empower music itself. Oh, nice, Miss Angie. Another week, another music legend we will talk about. Absolutely. Abba is more than legend. <laughs> the legendary. But uh, Miss Angie, before we go on, I want to thank my listeners on my Food 101. You know why, Miss Angie? We got our 1 million downloads. What? Uh, you got a million dollars? <laughs> downloads, I hope. Oh, downloads. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you are so taking me out car shopping. <laughs> <laughs> mean to say, if you have a one million dollar downloads on your podcast, means to say people listening to you. Uh, <laughs> they are. And, 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 you know, Miss NJ, my highest uh, episode or highest episode that Chef and I uh, in our, on my first season, because I'm still alone at that time, is all about vodka sauce. Oh, that makes uh, sense to me. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. I better, mind, I better run out and buy a bottle of vodka. I didn't know you could cook with it, too. <laughs> I know you could get sauced with it, but I didn't think you could make a sauce. <laughs> Yes, you can do a made of, of sauce on it. And it's so delicious for pasta, for fish, and everything. It's a versatile sauce, like bechamel sauce. Well, I tried it on my cornflakes once. It didn't go over real well. But that's the closest I've come to making it a sauce. Oh, wow. I know the um, wines are very popular for sauce because I use them all the time. Yes, I don't know why people like alcohol or wine. What do you think? Um, because they maybe don't like themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's bad. excuse. No, it's a no. It's I think because it relaxes them. Because a lot of things make people very tense, like public speaking or having to confront things. So alcohol kind of takes away your, you know, your inhibition. So. Yes, definitely. Alcohol makes you calm, as they said. <laughs> well, to a, to an extent. You know what they say, four drunk guys in a bar start a fight. Four stoned guys in a bar start a band. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the band, so what band are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Abba Dabadoo Abba. Oh, there's nobody who doesn't love ABBA. Yes, I think some of them don't like ABBA. Well, you know what? A lot of the ones who don't like it, and some people might hate this, but I think it's kind of like, I don't like them because they're not cool. Well, then that's pretty... <laughs> I bet that they're closet ABBA people. I mean, it, people who listen to them now don't understand that back then they weren't doing the the machine, you know, like the autocorrect thing, you know, yeah. the vocal correct. They were actually doing that. They had a fabulous producer and those were their actual voices. And maybe they don't like the poppy stuff. It all has to be grunge or something. That's great. You know what? Everybody should like what they like. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But I think that there's a large 
percentage of them that if you played an ABBA song, like my husband's one of them, he goes, oh, the, you know, that's stupid. It's got to be rock and roll. And yet if if um, there's something like uh, Chikatita comes on or Money, 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 <laughs> he's doing it, money, money, money. 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 <laughs> I love, can we sing that? Money, money. Can we do that, uh, Miss Andy? Go. Uh. Oh, all right, let's do it. Money, okay. money, money, money. Must be money. money. In a rich man's world. Now I'm going to do the Bob Dylan version. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the <laughs> so that's the Bob Dylan version now. That is, yeah, I sing wow. like Bob Dylan now, so now that I've had that thing go on with my throat. But anyways, let's talk about ABBA. Yes, one of a kind, one of the phenomenal groups that nowadays is still echoing until the, our generation to generation to come. Yep, and unfortunately, um, they're not... They're not a band anymore, but they did put out an album in 2021 and they toured a little bit with it. But mostly they did this, um, what do you call it, that thing on the screen where they, like, they make it look like it's the people, but it's not. I have it written down somewhere. <laughs> Story <laughs> of my Read life. It. Virtual, virtual characters doing the songs, but they did get together in the studio in 2021 to do two songs, and it ended up being an album, and the, the album was called Voyage, and they're all in their 70s now, and they have very fascinating lives about what, what happened to them, but the foursome consisted of uh, Agne Agnetha and Bjorn, and they were, already, yeah, they were already married when the band started. Um, and Benny and Annie Freed, that's where ABBA comes from, is Agnetha, Bjorn, Benny, and Annie Freed. But they called her Frida. And uh, they formed this band in the early 70s. And both the girls were already singers who were doing backup work in the studio and they had a couple of little songs out like in because they're from Sweden, from Stockholm. And so they've been working with all these different people and uh, Benny and, and Bjorn met in 1966 and one was in like a folk rock band. It was uh, Benny was in a folk rock as I recall and Bjorn was playing in no he was doing the folk rock it was like a Ger german mix like kind of traditional weird thing i watched it it was kind of like a polka band and and bjorn was playing with this band that was like the first rock one and they had two that band had two hits before the beatles they were number one and number two on the on the hit list and the beatles were third Yes. So they were kicking butt. Alba is one of considered as one of the best hits in 1970s, which are not born yet, Miss Andre. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> Shut up. I know. I got it. I, I was, I was having my first big, first big kiss in the 70s. You know. Oh wow! Really? 
And then it got better later in the years. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of those songs that uh, really uh, came to my mind when I uh, heard ABBA is uh, called Money, Money. Oh, that's the one money. And then Mamma Mia. Right? They are yeah. one of a kind. Mamma Mia just, just poured in the cash for them, but it wasn't for all of ABBA. See, they'd broken up by then. There's a very big backstory here, but that became a a Broadway play, and a couple bunch of years later, it became a movie, and now there's a second movie, a, a sequel to uh, Mamma Mia, and as you most people know, Meryl Streep was in it and some other, and like all these famous people, Colin Firth and you know, these guys were together less than 10 years. They didn't announce that they'd broken up, like the band had broken up for about two years. So it was actually eight years of recording and touring, right? Um, but they finally in about 1983, they decided that it was done. Like, because to begin with, Agnetta and Bjorn were married and Benny and, and Frida got married in like later 70s, but they were boyfriend, girlfriend. It just so happened that they hired these two girls because they were their girlfriends or their wife to work on this new project with them because they'd been doing this other stuff, writing this stuff. And uh, it turned out that, you know, they ended up as couples. And um, they tried to keep their marriage as well. Actually, Agneta and Bjorn tried because they had two kids. And the song Winner Takes It All, Bjorn wrote that and Agneta sang it because they understood that it was important that they have it sung with emotion, right? And that they did that right after they got divorced. And it was really painful for both of them. Now, Anna, or Frida, if, uh, we'll call her Frida, um, and Benny, they got married like in the late 70s, and they divorced two years later, and it was kind of like, yeah, we do better without being married. Then they became friends. So there wasn't as much heartache going on there. You know? <laughs> it was like, no, yeah, no. whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm married or I'm not, whatever. That was like, someone no hard feelings of this. Yeah. Thing. Um, but it was really tough for, for Bjorn and Igneta. So then all this stuff happens after. But beforehand, they, how they ended up being famous was that they were, like I said, from Stockholm, Sweden. And they decided to take on like a different look and a different sound. And Sweden wasn't that keen with it. They didn't like it that much, from what I understand. Now, don't blame me if you're from Sweden and you're listening to this and I'm getting it wrong. But but I watched a fabulous documentary on them, which you everybody should watch, actually, and which will keep from me being completely wrong all the time. Um, and it's called ABBA. Of course, it's called ABBA. Um, ABBA, this is the only part you're going to have to edit because I can't remember where I put it. Winner Takes All. Uh. And it just came out three months ago. And the reason why I think it is such a good documentary is that it's them and their producer and their engineer and their 
every like all their sound people are the ones who are speaking. So it isn't you're getting a secondhand opinion or some newspaper writer, you know, saying, well, this is what happened. You're actually hearing from them saying what happened. So you yes. should watch that if you if you can possibly do that. It's on YouTube and all over the place. But it's just brand new out, so you should watch that. Um, anyways, yeah. they, they were doing all right, and they sounded really good. The girls were fabulous singers. One was a mezzo-soprano. That would be Frida. And Agneta was a soprano. Both of them had fabulous voices. They'd worked in the business for a long time already. And like I said, they joined up with these guys and uh, they wanted to do something different. So they, they entered the Eurovision contest, you know, which contains all of the European countries doing music competition. And the first year they did, I think it was ring, ring, ring. And they came in third and in 74, they, cause they joined up, like they actually created their band in 72 in 74, they won it for the song Waterloo. Oh and, yes. I love that. And then they sort of took off huge, but Sweden still wasn't all that thrilled because they're very traditional. Like they like that. And, but in, um, in the United States, it came in like fast. They loved it. Waterloo. And then from there, the thing is, is that you see, they didn't, ABBA kept staying in Stockholm. Like they were, wrote from Stockholm and they weren't connected with the United States or, or, or England or anything to find out what all the trends were. They didn't want to hear it because they didn't want to have to conform to what everybody else was doing. They wanted to just write. And it was Bjorn and Benny that were the huge writers of everything. And, um, so they had bought Bjorn and Agneta had bought a cabin at a lake out of Stockholm. And then Benny and Frida bought one like a couple of years later. And so they would go out there every chance they got and they'd just spend the entire time writing and sitting in nature. They had no communication with anybody. So all their stuff was like written with no communication to the outside world. But Sweden didn't like the whole glam rock outfits and stuff, but they did it because they thought it was fun. And yes. And the saying, Miss Andy, that in 2016, the group reunited and started working on a digital avatar concert tour. I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, right. yes. Digital. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> newly, newly recorded songs were announced in 2018. Voyage, the first new album in 40 years, was released on November 5, 2021, to positive critical reviews and strong sales in numerous countries. ABBA Voyage concerts residency featuring ABBA as a virtual avatars opening May 2022 in London. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot happened in between, you know, from when they split in like 82 until then. And yeah, it was released in 21. They record, yeah, they started recording it like earlier, but they hadn't spoken from 82 until they went into that, that studio. They had not spoken. The women had not spoken to the men. Um, 
there had been a lot of problems like the divorces the minute that frida and benny divorced it was pretty much over like the band was done but they didn't announce it right away so then they the girls went on their own on their own paths and they weren't really fast to get back into the music thing because they needed a break that had a little bit to do well quite a bit to do almost everything to do with why Agneta and Bjorn broke up is because they had two kids and she wanted to spend more time with the kids. And, but he is a, like a consummate and consistent writer, you know, like this is what he does. And he'd been doing it since he was 20. So he wanted to continue touring and the girls wanted to kick back a little, you know, that created a little bit of tension. And, but it was, they said that they were having problems anyways from spending too much time together as well. So, so ABBA are among the best selling music artists in history with a record sale estimated to be between 150 million to 385 million sold worldwide. And the group were ranked third best selling single artist in the United Kingdom with a total of. 11.3 million singles sold by November 3, 2012. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, my numbers that I got are anywhere from 380 to 400 million albums with uh, ABBA Gold, which was released like later. And you know, I'm going to tell you instead of you telling me, they are members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, nice. And they, they were inducted in 2010, and well, they should be. They should be. They deserve it. Yes, absolutely. And in May 2023, ABBA were awarded by Brit Billion Award, which celebrates those who have surpassed the milestone of 1 billion UK streams in their career. Yeah, that's craziness. A billion. Oh. Oh my gosh. Imagine milestone of billion UK streams. Well, you know what? I've got a piece of trivia for you. Did you know that and they they won't tell you who it was, but but a very wealthy man offered them in about when was it? Uh 1999, I think it was. A billion dollars to reunite and do a concert. Turn it down. Turn it down? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Why is that? Uh, because they hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> because it would be voo voo and a punch in the face, you know? <laughs> for God's sake, for the billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, they, that's a crap load of money, man. <laughs> but, you know, you got to think they made a crap load of money anyways. Yes, and ABBA were the first group from the non-English-speaking country to achieve consistent success in the charts of English-speaking countries, including the United Kingdom, Australia, United States, Republic of Ireland, Canada, New Zealand, and South Africa. Mm, okay, that's nice. They are the best-selling Swedish band of all time, the best-selling band originating on continental Europe. ABBA has the eighth consecutive number 
eight consecutive number one albums in the UK, and the group also enjoyed significant success in Latin America and recorded a collection of their hit songs in Spanish. Oh, habla español. Oh, I just listened to it. I just listened to it today because I love the Spanish language and I can... I can, when I go to Mexico, I just, I listen and I pick up the words I know and pray that I'm right. <laughs> but it's such a beautiful, beautiful language. And so, you know, you, and they spoke it quite fluently. And I once told you, I think, Daniel, that Abbott didn't know how to speak English when they did those songs. That's not the truth. Because it seems every country, even though Canada says that we're bilingual, we're French and English, the percentage of the West Coast, I think, is just English. Like, there's a lot of people that can speak two languages, but not like every other country. Every other country knows some English, and we don't know crap. You know what I mean? Like, we know a little bit of the, you know, bastardized French, maybe. Not like Parisian French, but like our, our French is, not to be insulting it, but it's it's a different type. It's Canadian, French Canadian, you know? Yes. These guys already knew because most of them grow up with having to speak both languages. And Frida was the only one who wasn't actually from Stockholm. She was from Norway. And she had been an orphan. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she moved to Stockholm. And uh, I don't know if she, they never mentioned if she'd ever been adopted or if she was just a ward of the court forever. But she sure did, it all turned out good for her because later in life she married the Prince of Amsterdam or the King of Amsterdam. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. But he died early. Oh. So that was depressing. Really? <laughs> oh, there's all sorts of depressing stuff. I always read <laughs> that with my tissue box. Like, <laughs> and aside from Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they are inducted in Recording Academy's Grammy Hall of Fame. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they won a Grammy, though, did they? Awards yeah. and nomination. Let's see what they won the Grammy, I think. I think it says that they were they were nominated, but they didn't they didn't win it, as I recall. Um, but here's another interesting little thing. In 1975, the song SOS became the first song with a palindromic title recorded by a group with a palindromic name. Because ABBA stands for, for Agnata, Bjorn, Benny, and Anna Frit, right? Oh, and SOS okay. is Save Our Souls. And that's the first song ever recorded to score a top 20 hit on the pop charts. Wow, sounds interesting. Yeah, and the, they nominated Ms. Uh, NJ, sorry. In November 2021, ABBA received a Grammy nomination for the record of the year, the single, I Still Have Faith in You, from the album Voyage, was their first ever nomination. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm reading old stuff. I gotta update things. Maybe I'm because I'm working on like a like a a Windows ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't worry. So you're saying that? 
Um, oh, I was saying also that um, that the only number one song that they had in the USA was Dancing Queen. Oh, wow. Yeah, you'd think that they would have done much bigger and better for that, you know? Yes, I love the Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen. Awesome. I know a bunch of Dancing Queens. <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, people. We just, you know, we love the Abbas. Yeah? Oh, we do, I do, I do. You see, there you go. You see, I just did that. Did you get that? Did you hear that? I do, I do, I do. Oh, I love you. I do, I do, I do. Wow. I did another Abba song for you. What a great song Abba did. So, Miss Angela, before we go on, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our third season with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chef in one of the five-star hotel in downtown Toronto. And, and this guy knows how to make a sauce out of vodka. Yes, yes. You know what? Our latest episode, we talk about vodka sauce. Oh, my goodness. And we talk about all the countries listening to me. We shout out them, uh, our top 30 countries, because right now we have 113 countries listening to us. And because we got our 1 million downloads, we shout them. And I hope Music 101 will be like that too, Miss MJ. We got one million dollars to share with everybody who's listening. Sorry, I was drinking the I was drinking the vodka, trying to figure out how to make a sauce out of it. I don't know if he's hearing things correctly. Vodka sauce, people, listen to our ep- uh, latest episode. It's all about how to make a uh, penne with vodka sauce. Oh, I've got to listen to that one right now. Yes. I got to go right (laughs) (laughs) We're going to finish yet first because I did not edit it yet because we are doing it. Our music 101. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I'll I'll, I'll let you edit it (laughs) this time, but don't let it happen again. (laughs) Yes. And uh, plus one more, please do listen to my upcoming new podcast, Comedy 101. Comedy 101 is created to empower laughter people despite of our circumstances that like climate change that we're facing right now, wildfires in Alberta. Oh my goodness. We need to laugh people despite of those uh, uh, what you call miserable situation that we are facing right now. We need laughter so that the stress will come out to our daily lives. So yes. Sorry, I was just gonna say, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but now you've depressed me by telling me <laughs> how incredibly pathetic our lives are. <laughs> but don't don't go listen to him on that one. Listen to the podcast because <laughs> it will it will fix things. It, is. Yeah. it will I, make you laugh, people. And and laughter really truly is. You know, there was this this thing on uh I don't know, Pinterest or something that I read that said, um, if you wake up and you're sad or you're in a bad mood, just fake a smile for as long as you can. Like if you have to go, even like before you go to work where you have to face people, because we work with people all the time, like 
like I'm always facing the residents and stuff, you know, yeah. and, and the other staff and whatever have you. And they said, fake a smile, just put one on before you leave the house and keep it there. So you look like you're drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the bus, it's like, yeah, whatever, yeah. or you're high. And, uh, but you know, it says it will cheer you up. It'll change your thought process. And I'm a psych major and I went, well, I never heard that in all my schooling, but I tried it and you know what? It works. It does. And then you find things incredibly much more lighthearted. And I'm sure this podcast will do the exact same thing for you. Before you listen to it, just put a smile on your face and be prepared to laugh. Yes, definitely. So with one of the best comedian of all time, Mr. Mike Lucas. So please do listen. This coming in comedy 101. So, Miss Sanjay, let's talk about the top five hit songs of ABBA. Okay. Top, top five or top six? I want to do six because that's the way I roll. Okay, so let's do the top six hit songs of ABBA according to Miss Sanjay. At number one. My top six songs are, or I mean at number six, <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> Fernando, Fernando, it's like that. That's not how it goes at all. Because I can play it so well on the piano. It's a beautiful song. Okay, can you play? I can. You want me to? Yes. No, because then I got to turn on the, because it would take a minute. I'll throw it in next time or something. Okay, next. Let's do our second part, okay? Let's do a recap next week, and then let's play Fernando, Fernando. Sure. Yep, absolutely. Let's do it. I'd love to play it on there. Okay, so Fernando was published or 1975 album Frida and Some. Okay, the song was written from the fellow group members Annie Fried Lingstad. Yeah. Okay, and it also written by Benny Anderson and Bjorn. 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 Yeah, it's uh, you, Vegas, you Vegas, whatever. Yeah, Benny Anderson is easy, it's, it's Bjorn Ulvias, whatever. whatever. Oh. Somebody so, yes, the following year, Fernando was recorded by Alba. It was released in March 1976 as a brand new track. <laughs> For the 1976 compilation album Greatest Hits, mm -hmm. oh yes, it was included on the group's fourth studio album Arrival in Australia, the new in New Zealand. Fernando is also featured on multi-million-selling gold hit songs. Compilation, and I just thought I'd better throw in this little chip of wisdom that I have which is that Australia was the first country to really, really take hold of ABBA and go, all right, mate, let's do it. We love him. And everybody else was still going, yeah, what's with the glam rock? You know, and what are they doing? But Australia just said, you know, they put them under their wing and said, let's go and supported them all the way. Yes, definitely. And they said... It was 
best single of all time win 6 million copies sold in 1976 alone wow it's one of the fewer than 40 all-time singles to have sold 10 million physical copies worldwide making it one of the best selling single of all time best selling yeah. singles of all yep. time that's crazy But it's a good thing for him because you know that's what makes you famous is selling stuff. So yes, they they deserve it. Fernando is one of the famous song of ABBA. They worked very very hard on those things, and Bjorn and and Benny, um, they were fabulous writers because there's all sorts of other information about how they wrote Mamma Mia, which has nothing to do with the band ABBA. How they wrote uh, a Broadway play called Chess and another Broadway called Mamma Mia, which was not about the band. It was, a, as everybody knows from the movies, which is now going into a third production. They're doing a Mamma Mia three now, so you know they were great writers. Anyways, okay, okay, that's number six. Are you ready for your five for my five? At number five. Lay all your love on me. Wow, it's a great tune. Definitely, can you sing for us? No, no, I like Come it. On. Great, hey, hey, I like it to be a great tune. I want to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, you'll kill me if I do. In uh, 1980, of their seventh studio album. Super Trooper, Super Trooper. I love that album. I had that album. I just wore it out pretty soon. Just looked like a pair of old jeans, you know. Yeah, you love that song. Oh yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, in the same album. The song was not intended to be a single, but after the remix version, gained popularity in nightclubs. Because you worked in a nightclub before, right, Emmys and Jerry? Oh yeah, most of my life I worked in nightclubs. So this is very popular at the time. Yes. Yes. The song was released as the album sixth and the final single in the summer of 1981, eight months after the album's release. And the time it was the highest selling 12-inch record in the UK chart history, where it peaked at number seven. There you Nine- go. And that's what Bjorn wrote about after they had like divorced, basically. Oh, really? So after they yeah. produced this uh, album, they got separated. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wrote songs. He wrote uh, the other one that he wrote that was uh, about his divorce. It was uh, a winner takes all. He wrote those two songs, and then his ex-wife sang them because they said it was best to show, like. That they had emotion, they could sing with the emotion that they were going through. Oh my goodness! It's something else, eh? Oh yeah, they had all sorts of. There was all sorts of deep messages going on with Abba. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Okay, Miss Anjay at number four. Chiquitita. Oh, Chiquitita, tell me the truth. <laughs> yeah. Is it Chiquitita is the name or something? Uh, there's a meaning. No, um, I'm glad you asked that, Daniel, because um, 
I watched a thing that said that Bjorn, well, Bjorn's being interviewed, and he said, I always thought that this, or that the name of the song should always just be in the the chorus, and at the end of the chorus, or at the very end of the song, he says, and then I realized that that isn't how it goes. The name of that song was originally something like um, the the rose heart of, or the flowered heart of Rose. And he said, but we named her because we wanted it to be a Spanish type song. We named her Chiquitita, but when we wrote it, we found that everybody was drawn towards that. Everybody we showed the song to. So that's why we started putting our titles right up front. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And, they, and from that point on, they did that. And uh, so it was Chiquitita was the name of the girl in the thing. And they, but I, like a Chiquitita basically in Spanish is kind of like a, well, I, you know what? I shouldn't even risk it because I learn a lot of Spanish that most people, I, because I'm on holidays, let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't always, like Chiquita, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not always learning. I could say things that would get me in us in trouble. A, a trouble. So I'm just going to say it's more like a term of endearment, like a Linda or, or you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yes. It's like muy bien, Chiquitita. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the song was released January 1979 as their first single from Boulevus. <laughs> oh, yes, I don't remember. Boulevus. Six album, Agnetha Falskog performed the lead's vocals. Originally, the track, it was not to be for the night, was going to be the album's lead single, but after Chiquitita was completed, these plans were abandoned and remain an album track. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, Chiquitita is something like uh, better than Fernando? Well, it's more up-tempo, and I'm really a more up-tempo person, but because, but Fernando is a beautiful song, too, and it's not a love story. It's about a war. And that kind of blew my mind, but I still really, really like it. And and besides, it's way easier to play on the piano than yes. Chiquitita. But I like Chiquitita because it's a, it goes, like it's got that Greek build-up thing, you know? It's almost like y'all ought to smash some plates and grab arms. Because they were very universal that way. They like to write stuff from every country. And they're saying, Miss Angie, that Chiquitita proved to be one of ABBA's biggest hits because it was featured in the music for UNICEF concert broadcast worldwide from the United Nations General Assembly in 1979. Yeah. Oh, as a direct result of this event, ABBA donated 50% of all royalties from the song to UNICEF. Oh, imagine. Wow. <laughs> I wish I was UNICEF. <laughs> I mean, you know, if that was just my name, because then maybe somebody would make a mistake. But it's a great cause, <laughs> and well, it should be. I could get one million of your dollars that way. 
it's a great cause. It's a great cause, people. So we need to support Ava. And they're saying that uh, Chiquitita was number one hits in number one hits in Belgium, Finland, Ireland, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Spain, Switzerland, Mexico, South Africa, and Rhodesia. Mm, amazing. Yeah. It was top five hit in Abba's native Sweden. See, Sweden, number five only. The United Kingdom picking at number two. Both countries were a blonde's heart of glass. What's that? What's that? Why would they? I, never mind. I can't even give my opinion on that one. Go ahead. Um, why would you pick that over an ABBA song? I mean, there's so much production and so much work and everything put in until... Debbie Harry comes along with her hairy armpits and goes, friends in Manitoba who don't even respond to me when I text them. So how do these guys, millions of people from all over the world, do I have to write a song? God, more pressure all the time, I tell you. More pressure. So Miss Angie at number three. S-O-S. Oh, I love S-O-S. Who does how, how 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 did you sing again SOS? No, not gonna do it. Now I've got a heart of glass going through my head. Thank you very much. So there's no way I can remember SOS. It's just a great tune. I just know that in my heart when I hear that, if I was on an island and I was lost and I thought I have to put up a great big stone sign that says SOS, mm -hmm. I'd be dancing the whole time I was doing it because I'd be thinking of Abba. Oh, yes, definitely. So it was uh, the it was released in June 1975 as the fifth single from the self-titled 1975 album. It was released with Man in the Middle as beside Agnetha Falskog, who sang lead, recorded the song in Swedish on her 1975 solo album. Elva Quenor in, I don't know how to pronounce so First major worldwide since Waterloo. Oh, oh that, yeah, love that song. That's awesome. So SOS is one of a kind better than the rest of Chiquitita or Fernando or Le or your Le I think so. Right. Because the song, uh, what are they saying? Um... Uh, it was recorded. The song opened with the piano intro followed by the first verse. Yeah. <laughs> now this one. SOS marks significant turnaround in Abbas fortunes and return them to the top 10 many countries. Receive, reaching number 6 and number 4 respectively. SOS started to run of 18 consecutive top 10 hits for ABBA in the UK and Ireland. SOS reached number one in Australia, Belgium, France, West Germany, New Zealand, and South Africa. It was top three hit in Austria, Netherlands, Norway, Italy, Mexico, Rhodesia, and Switzerland. Oh my gosh. So this is better than the... Good choice, Miss uh, MJ. The, well, song also, the song also became our record's top 20 hit in the United States, peaking at 
number 15. No, there you go. See, I know what I'm what I'm talking about every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what you're talking about, especially music. <laughs> well, yeah, for what I remember at my age, you know, being like my nineties. Classic. <laughs> say classic, Miss Andy. That's right, classic. Like a good car, like a '57 Chev. Yeah, yes. Okay, <laughs> Miss Angie at number two. Oh, don't make me do it. Money, money, money. Money, money. Must be funny in a rich man's world. world. So why you like money, money at number two? Well, back in the day when I sang, when my vocal cords actually were not completely destroyed, um... <clears throat> I had to do a uh, one of the biggest single gigs I ever did without like a band. I had to do backtracks. I had to sing this song for about three thousand people of of the Bank of Commerce, like the Commerce, all the people from all the banks, and it was like a a black tie dinner thing. And I decided the night before, I told my hairdresser, I said, um, because I'm a bit of a redhead. At least that's what the box tells me when I when I color it, or when I used to. I don't anymore. Um, I decided I wanted to be a blonde, and she went, well, we can do that by morning, and you're going to look fabulous. Because she said, well, I think you should be a blonde. So I bleached. I had my hair bleached that night to a blonde, and it was like something. It just looked like I, I don't know what, my face and my hair blended together. And I thought it looked horrific. And I put on a few pounds and I was wearing a really tight spandex dress. And I had to walk this runway. And the fact that I survived it, my makeup lady showed up. She made my hair and my face separate, <laughs> thank God. And I sucked it all in and I didn't fall off the runway. And I got a standing O when I did it. Oh, wow. So That's then I went... I went, well, now I kind of like this song. And ever since then, I've loved it. Yes. And Money, Money, Money was uh, released on November 1, 1976, as the second single from the fourth album, Arrival. And the B-side, Crazy World, was recorded in 1974 during the session of the album, Ava. Mm. Yeah, it's a great tune and it's really, really fun. Yes. And, Be and to do studio work with it because you got to have harmony. So I had to go in and do it all my own. And I, it was just a wonderful experience and a fun experience. And I got paid super well to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> Billboard reviewed the single release and described it was the fast paced song with lots of good natured gimmicks that is highlighted by its production yes money second worldwide heat from the arrival the song because number one chart in heat in australia six consecutive chart topper there belgium france west germany the netherlands mexico new zealand while reaching top three in austria ireland norway switzerland and the uk yeah, it was a great song. I mean, those are the memories I have of it, but I'm nothing like those ladies are. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? 
but it was still a wonderful experience. And I just learned to love the song and the writing. Yes. So, Miss Anya, at number one. My number one, <clears throat> excuse me, my number one for Abba is Does Your Mother Know? What? Does your mother know? Does your mother know? Does your mother know? You know, take it easy, take it easy, take it nice and slow. Does your mother know? Does oh, your oh. mother know? So why it's your number one? That's my number one. Wow. Does your mother know? Because it has, Bjorn sings the lead. Um, the harmonies are just killer. And it's really up-tempo and fun and... It just really makes me happy every time I hear it. Yes. And it was recorded single taken from the sixth album, Voulez-vous, the Ooh, yeah. Pieces of Fire, which is also taken from the album. Oh, nice. And it would be a great song to be using um, right now because the uh, world of, of totally politically correctness should be just re-releasing that song for all the women who think that men are pigs and that there's, and there is a problem with people dating too young of like men trying to date young girls. And this <laughs> is the perfect theme song for that is that girl, you're just too young. Does your mother know you're even out? You know what I mean? Yes. And it would be a great song. Then everybody think of it, everybody listen to it. And then maybe they'd catch on to that. Yes, Does Your Mother Know was another sizzle ABBA heat, beating number one in Belgium and reaching top five in Great Britain, Ireland, the Netherlands, and Finland. It was also the top heat in Australia, Canada, West Germany, Rhodesia, and Switzerland. Yep. What, a, what a nice list, Miss Anjay. So let's do the recap of your top five heats. Oh, no. Top, let's do the recap of your top hit songs, top six hit songs of ABBA. All right, number six. Now tell me if I'm correct, because I didn't erase them this time. Fernando. Yes, yep. indeed, Fernando, people. Uh, it's a one of a kind's ABBA's greatest hits. And number five. Lay all your love on me. Mm, love, 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 people. It's a great song. You got to hear it. You better look it up. Yes. Um, number four. Chiquitita. Chiquitita, tell me the truth. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's number four, people. At number three. S-O-S. S-O-S. Oh, what we can say about S-O-S. One of a kind, ABBA's greatest hit, so you need to listen and dance with the rhythm. At number two. Money, money, money. Oh, that's all what we need, people. Money, right. money. That or downloads. That's what we need. <laughs> Yes, and downloads, people. Please do support. If you're supporting my Food 101, can you kindly support also Music 101? Because so, Miss Anjay, at number one. Um, number one was Does Your Mother Know? 
does your mother know people at number one? It's one of a kind Abbas. Uh, greatest hit songs that you need to listen and let's say dance with the tune. Every single song I have here is going to make you want to dance if you're an ABBA fan, you know? Yeah, and yeah. if you're not, then you're just a heavy meddler <laughs> who's in <laughs> denial of what is fun. <laughs> true, people. ABBA's hits, all the ABBA songs is danceable and it uh, make you happy and your stress will gone it, once you listen to their songs. That's right. And their newest album, Voyage, is a beautiful album. It's a lot mellower than what they usually did. But all the vocals, the instrumentation, because they kept the same band over all those years. Um, it's just a, it's a work of art. If you like something a little mellower, a little bit more romantic. Yes, people, let's support ABBA because ABBA is one of the legendary in the music industry that we need to support, we need to listen because this song is one of a kind, one of the phenomenal songs that they created that until now, even probably in the future, is still echoing because their songs, if you compare to food, delicious. Yeah, yeah. That's why I gotta go listen to these these uh, new ones about podcasts. Yes. So Miss NJ uh encourage them to listen to uh Ava song. Please, please listen. You need to I, I I can't tell you what you need, but you know what works better with the soul is to have a variety of things to listen to because we all the human design is flawed. Everyone, everyone is a little flawed and we all have sad times, up times and down times. And the more music you listen to and experience in different genres, the more you can cope with things and you find lessons in every song. Yes. Well, very well said, Miss Anjay. So thank you for your time. And thank you, Daniel. More, more information, more education on music to come. Yes, people. See you soon.